0: Welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle Riendo, the EIC, here at good old Fan Bite. And I am joined, as always, by wrestling section head chief wrestling person, LB
1: Hunk Tears. LB, how are you doing today? I'm
0: doing
1: all right today. How are you, Danielle?
0: Mar, I'm a little tired. I don't know why, but it's okay. Because I have been uh, infused with the energy of wrestling and MMA. Because that is what we do on this podcast. We both share a pro wrestling match and an MMA fight. And we join hands in a Predator (laughs) handshake of collaboration, of uh, the fighting spirit, of uh, sort of enjoying one another's company and one another's uh, martial arts uh, or sports entertainment uh, sort of endeavors. Which is very
1: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a non-sports related question for you.
0: Yeah, please.
1: So we've talked about veggie burgers last week. And I really feel like Danielle LB food talk is good. Yeah, Uh, I think so too. But I'm like, what are you eating? What is your like quarantine like eating? I'm eating so many instant noodles. (sighs) And I'm really enjoying that. But I also like want to know where other people are at.
0: I am the weirdest person on earth uh, when it comes to food. I mean, I'm not, but I'm pretty weird. So I am, like, not fully keto, but I am a lower-carb vegetarian. Cool. (laughs) So I eat pretty much the same. you're not eating
1: instant noodles.
0: Breakfast. Yeah, sadly. (laughs) I mean, I love noodles. I'm Italian. You want to talk to me about noodles and how much I love noodles. Uh, But sadly, they're not a huge part of my life anymore. I eat basically the same breakfast every day. I eat yogurt. Like, Greek yogurt with low-carb cereal. It's delicious low-carb cereal. I don't want to... That don't feel bad for me. It's, like, I really don't. delicious. It's, like, coconut and nuts and seeds and good stuff. Uh, and then, like, for lunch, I usually have, like, a protein smoothie. And then for dinner, I typically have some combination of cauliflower, cheese, and, like, peas or edamame. That type that of stuff. That sounds
1: thing. really good.
0: It's, like, good shit. So I'm doing fine. I have not, however, had food that I or my partner didn't make It, like, since February, I think. No, that's not true. We did get pizza once. We got pizza one
1: day. Oh, I remember that.
0: Yes. It was, like, a celebration pizza.
1: You deserved it. (laughs) Yeah. That was really good. (laughs) I asked, only asked, because um, I realized, like, I had this thought, which was, I want to finish this podcast very quickly so that I can eat noodles. That sounds amazing. That strikes me as not good prioritizing, though.
0: No, but you know what? It means you're listening to your body. What your body needs right now is noodles. But my and, body uh, needs noodles
1: every day, according to my body.
0: I mean, noodles uh, are so fucking delicious. I don't know if I, I trust love my body. Carbs. Don't get me wrong. Like people have accused me of not liking carbs, and I, I am would sitting never here accuse here, like, you of that. I am Italian American. Okay. Carbs I would never
1: accuse you of that. Or what
0: I want. I, I am a runner. I am a distance runner. At least I was much more of a distance runner in previous times in my life where you would have like pasta nights with your team the day before a race. Like
1: That sounds so nice. Uh, I want pasta so nights with good. my team.
0: It's so good. Those are maybe one of the best parts of running uh, in college. Like I, I didn't, see, we didn't have a track team, which is weird, but we did have a cross country team. And so I, I ran cross country in college and like just the beauty of coming together and it was always, like, our teams, we had the same head coach. Uh, so, like, the women's team and the men's team, we trained together a lot. Like, the faster women uh, would train with the men's team, I trained with the men's team a lot. And so, like, we just all were friends and had parties and we had pasta parties. And, like, That's I can't so even tell nice. you how much I missed that.
1: That was so good. We should have pasta night, team night. I would night love to. At Fan Bite.
0: I would love to. You know, they do actually make lower-carb pastas. They make them I with, do like, know that, yeah. Yummy. Because my uh, mom eats that, that. That my weird, my weird body <laughs> is, can eat right now. Like, yeah, I, I do love that. And like Vicky, my partner, who's amazing for many reasons, but Vicky will like go out of their way to make me special food. Like Vicky oh, made so um, nice. Mexican food the other day. And like, you know, it was like rice and beans and homemade guac and, you know, some other good stuff. And like. They got tortillas for themselves, but they made me for the rice like a cauliflower rice so that I could have some, too, which was super nice.
1: So Yeah. That rules. Great job, yeah. Vicky.
0: Vicky's great. Vicky's very good.
1: <sighs> Sorry so. for taking you off on this food tangent very intentionally no, and good. openly on purpose.
0: It's good. It's beautiful. It <laughs> fueled us to start talking about pro wrestling.
1: That's true. It did. I think. And also <laughs> one of my other favorite things to eat, which is... a. Citrus. Oranges? I love <laughs> to eat oranges. I actually love to eat oranges while I watch pro wrestling. Um, Fuck yes. one of my favorite things oranges. is one of my like one of my life mottos is uh, smoke weed, eat, eat fresh fruit, watch wrestling. Oh,
0: um, yes. which doesn't
1: roll off the tongue, but it's like a very pleasurable experience to just like sit down, be kind of high with yeah. like an, a little orange, like little oranges. And like the pro wrestling just like laid out before me and I get to like peel it and open it up. And like, I'm sorry, when you're kind of high, there's nothing more beautiful than like opening up a little orange and just looking at all those little pieces that are just for you. And they're sweet and a little tart and juicy. Juicy. Oh, what am I doing? I want one so bad. No,
0: I if we have a a meeting of the minds, not on the Internet. Can we do this, please? Yes. Because this sounds like the genuinely greatest thing I can think. Because also, like, textures are so fun when you're high. Like, they're so fun. Like, just running. Again, maybe I'm a weirdo and uh, whatever. But, like, just textures. Like, touching the orange and the peel and, like, You know how citrus fruits all have those tiny little bits of... I don't know how to put this. (laughs) They have... It almost feels like you're eating... Little sections of tiny fruits that are all together. Exactly. Yeah. They're
1: all little buddies and they're like collaborating together and you eat them and they're so nice and they're your friends and they're my friends. And but oranges have not been very good friends to Orange Cassidy lately. Apparently Um, not. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this is my that's my transition.
0: I love it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, so i sent danielle uh it's, we're recording this thursday this is coming out friday so this is wednesdays this week's big orange cassidy versus chris jericho main event from fighter fest night two um this is the first time i've i'm assuming you've seen i mean it's the first time i've shown you chris jericho chris jericho's very famous uh and I, I know I was wondering who he is, if, okay, know who so he is. You, yeah. you know who he is yes okay Do you, like, have, like, what, like,
0: I guess you haven't
1: really seen much wrestling. Right. But my
0: Well, my understanding of him is that he was a very famous WWE person. Yes. So I know that much. Like, I don't know that I've ever, like, seen a match of his, but I think he's kind of a household name, at least in households near me, that I would definitely know who he is and, like, know what he looks like and things like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho is 49 years old. (laughs) Um, He wrestled in WCW and New Japan in the early 90s, then moved over to WWE and was in WWE up until, like, last year. Okay. Pretty much. Very Uh, recent. Gotcha. Yeah, he's, like, taken very little time off ever. Um, He also wrestled Mexico in the 90s. And he also has, like... A podcast network, a vanity butt rock band. <laughs> um, he's like kind of a jack of all trades in terms of being very good at making money through wrestling. He's like generally considered to be one of the best wrestlers who's done this in recent years. Uh, his his in-ring stuff, he's, he's really been able to like adjust it as he's gotten yeah. older. Because um, he had like a much more kind of athletic little guy style when he was Mm. younger. Um, And yeah, his promos are fantastic. His character work is fantastic. He's very, very good at this. So for him to, this is Orange Cassidy's biggest match he's ever had. Period. Sure. Yeah. Uh, We talked a little bit about his like background when we did his match with Pac. Um, But I do want to reiterate that like, up until about a year ago, Orange Cassidy had an office job.
0: <laughs> I, I like, truly Like a love respectable, this yeah.
1: professional office job. <laughs> like an office job where if, you know, a normal person were like, you know, doing blind dates and stuff. And they heard about this guy with his normal office job. They're like, ooh, that's that's somebody who I could see myself having a stable life with. Um <laughs> So I'm very, very, very happy for Orange Cassidy still in general um, yeah. that he's because he has been so good for so long and was stuck kind of under this mask for a really long time with a gimmick he didn't own. Which, again, if you want to hear more about that, you can listeners, you can go back and listen to when we talked about his match with Pac, um, which I also loved. This one was no jokes. No jokes, pretty much. Yeah. Uh Chris Jericho has been on him for weeks. Uh, He has his, so Chris Jericho has his own like faction called the inner circle and they're all heels and they beat up on, they've been beating up on orange Cassidy. Uh, They beat him up with a big bag of oranges. Um,
0: I I saw this. So right (laughs) before we recorded LB gave me some extra context. we watched this match uh, from, from just the other day But LB also sent me this incredible clip of Orange Cassidy being beaten down by his very own beloved fruit of choice. Yeah. Uh, And it's a true, like, it's both, like, really funny and also played really straight. It's played so straight. uh, Which (laughs) makes it funnier, I think, maybe?
1: Yes, it does. It's very good. Yeah. It absolutely does. Like,. Also, the fact that Orange Cassidy often, like, powers up by, like, drinking orange juice, (laughs) like, that he's just repeatedly being betrayed by citrus fruits lately is rough for him. Um, But, yeah, this was, like, a serious main event. Very little joking. And Orange was, I thought, like, just... Classic baby face, pretty much the whole time. Like, yeah. really good suffering when he would get going. It was really exciting, and I was behind him, and like great dazed, fucked up acting. Really good suffering. His his offense looked good. Uh, at one, like one of my favorite parts it was when he actually did bring out the little like wimpy shin kicks that he does. Oh <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? Like, don't like. This is a serious match, and it's uh, it's like a taunt to kind of lull Chris Jericho into a false sense of security, and then he hits him with a super kick, and it's just like awesome. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoyed this. I actually sent this to you before I even watched it, but I oh, I was shit. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good. It's Chris Jericho March <laughs> Cassidy, and I was like, Sure. Right. So, what did you yeah. think? What were your What are your takeaways here?
0: Yeah, my main thing. So, at the beginning of it was that it's just a cool setup. For, like, Chris Jericho, again, I don't know him that well, but I, I know him enough that I've heard of him before. But his whole thing, at least at this point, maybe, seems to be that he is a lot. There's a lot going on. You know, he's a heel, he's got his heel buddies, he's got a lot going on. And yeah. Orange Cassidy has the whole slacker thing going on. So it's almost like a guy who is a lot versus a guy who is very purposely not a lot. Yes, so it was like exactly. it's like a really fun kind of matchup. Uh, in general, like a good energy, a good like opposites, uh, opposites attract, I guess, or opposites no, totally <laughs> uh, kind of facing each other. I also thought it was really cool. And this just isn't something I've seen a ton of, but that there was a woman ref doing a men's match. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure this isn't unheard of by any means. It just I will always notice that type of thing whenever there's like uh, a woman or non-binary person like in a, in a role that you. Just sort of more typically, see reserved for men. So I was like, "That's fucking cool." She's like, you know, bossing the dudes around and and all that sort of thing.
1: So uh, it's actually quite rare. Um, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. For some not great reasons. Sure, um, sure, yeah. There basically have there weren't women refs in WWE for a really long time because uh, they had ha- there had been a woman uh, woman ref who. Uh, Had some pretty bad harassment shit happened with her and a lawsuit and it was really bad. Um, This ref, Aubrey Edwards, is great. She comes out of the Pacific Northwest scene. Um, She's really funny, really charismatic. Uh, She did the first AEW men's title match. She oh, refed nice. that. And so now she kind of refs all the all the all of those match, all of like the matches for that title. But also that match, she had like some really good interactions with Chris Jericho there. And yeah. it's like very obvious he likes her. yeah. and like Chris Jericho has a lot of pull because he's, of course, a huge star. and yeah, so, yeah, I think she's just gonna ref all his big matches. It's um, awesome. Because they That's have really like cool. really fun chemistry. And like in K Fabe, he fucking hates her.
0: Of course. Of, yeah.
1: course, of course. Because she calls yeah. him on his shit and you know, holds him accountable. And he's like, you know, listen, little like he yeah. But like it's very clear they really like each other a lot. Yeah. And like he thinks really highly of her. Um she has That's a dance funny. background. Oh, nice. So I really like her reffing. I really like her uh, her physical storytelling. Uh, I think that like, I would love to see more people with dance backgrounds move to refereeing because I yeah. think like having that ability to tell a story with your body is such a huge part of reffing and like, yeah, and I think she's great at it. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad you pointed her out. I can, I will send you something. She did like a great bit in, uh, in this like Seattle indie where somebody was like making fun of her for having a dance background And like where she like had a dance break basically in the middle of a match. Like it was a comedy match. Uh, But yeah, she's great. And it was like to Gloria Estefan. And I think like Gloria (laughs) Estefan retweeted it. It was really cute. Oh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I love Aubrey Edwards. She seems like a solid person. And like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, no, you are. You are right to notice that because it is rare. Um, And it shouldn't be because. Right. Come on.
0: Yeah, like, come on, obviously. Uh, she's super talented and super funny. I definitely noticed that bit where I actually wrote it in the notes that I really loved. Uh, the bit I don't know if this is a spot or just a bit, but like that, uh, she was calling Jericho on some shit, and so she was distracted. And then one of his buddies came in and did some wonton violence to Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah, and I mean, like that's a... mugged for the camera, like <laughs> which was a very good moment in the match that I enjoyed quite a bit.
1: I mean. As we talked about in when we uh, did our rules episode with Colette and we watched yeah. some Eddie Guerrero, uh, if the match, if the ref doesn't see it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So anything that <laughs> to distract the ref, anything to keep the ref from seeing something. Yeah, that's just like classic wrestling, classic yeah. heel stuff, classic yeah. rule breaking. Um, Super good. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And that we should watch some uh, Santana and Ortiz. They're like, they've sure. been one of my favorite tag teams for a long time. Those are the two guys who are in Chris Jericho's corner who were interfering a lot. Um, yeah. I've seen them in like VFW halls and theaters and all. Like, they're just, they're good on every... They're good in the smallest space to the biggest space. They're just yeah. like consummate professionals, fundamentally entertaining people. Um, yeah, every element of this I really enjoyed. Uh, I... Even stuff like Orange Cassidy being like, no, best friends, you stay in the back. Like, I want to prove this and do this myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is so corny um, and like not smart because, you know, Chris Jericho is going to bring his goons. Um, it still worked for me because I just I love corny. I love all that. I don't know. Yeah. And they did yeah, come out good. and they did try to help him out. But I just I'm so excited for Chris, Jer- for Chris Jericho and also just to see him with all these people who you never thought you'd see him with because he was in WWE for so long and was doing. Yeah. It's just this, this entire, this whole tier of talent that he never would have interacted with otherwise. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I thought this was really fun. I loved that Jericho couldn't exactly beat orange clean, uh, but that also cheating wouldn't beat him either. Okay. But he did win. Chris Jericho does win with the spinning win. back yeah. elbow, the Judas effect. Uh, what do you think about the Judas effect? Tell me, okay. like, your MMA guy thoughts about this <sighs> spinning back elbow.
0: Well, it's dirty, right? Like, I am such a fucking ugh, me mm-hmm. <laughs> that I get upset about, like, dirty tactics and dirty techniques. Um, so, wait, why is, the spinning
1: back, why is the spinning back elbow dirty?
0: Well, I t- maybe it's not, like, exactly dirty. No, you're right. It's not dirty. It's just... Mm. It's it's weird, because there are certain elbows that you can do in MMA, and certain ones you can't. Pretty sure spinning back elbows are fine. Uh, so that's what it's called, Judas Effect?
1: The Judas Effect, okay. which, is okay. bas- which is... Okay. It's called that because his song, his entrance music, is called Judas, Oh, and that is the lead it. single off of his Vanity Butt Rock band's like more, most recent album. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Now I'm putting the pieces together. For some reason, I thought, and maybe I'm just misremembering, that he did something kind of dirty at the end. But no, I mean, I mean, was he, fine. he
1: did do the. I mean, he did do the like baseball bat, and
0: yeah, Santana
1: yeah. Ortiz did like spit orange juice in Orange Cassidy's face. <laughs> That's, That's true. all true. Um, That is
0: true. That is true. So maybe I'm just sort of thinking of it as like, I I am tainting a perfectly okay technique with the dirty things that happened right before it. But did
1: it it look good? Did the Judas effect like?
0: Yeah, I mean, it looked effective. I mean, it put him on his ass, you know? Right. Uh, I guess my thing
1: is like, when they first introduced it, (laughs) as like a non-MMA person, I'm like, that doesn't look cool at all. (laughs)
0: Oh, sure.
1: sure. (laughs) And they're selling this as this, like, devastating thing. It's like, no, you get the Judas effect, you're fucked. Like, it's so violent. It's so brutal and devastating. And I'm like, is it?
0: (laughs) It looks painful.
1: Okay, it does look look painful? Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, Yeah, it looks like it hurts pretty bad. Um, Okay. And, like, I always think of elbows as being so much more brutal than punches. I don't know why exactly. Maybe because you have to throw them at such such a range you have to be so much physically closer. And maybe it's because you don't have that padding there. Uh, you know, like obviously with punches, you have a glove and that's padding and that's not there to protect the other person's chin, that's there to protect your hands because hands and wrists are much more vulnerable than, you know, hard bone in an elbow. Elbows just read so much more violent to me. I'm feeling my uh, I, elbow I've also as not we speak. like I've also not trained much Muay Thai. I've trained a little bit of Muay Thai, But most of my striking training, which, again, I don't do much striking anymore because I hurt my hand pretty badly, but it was mostly boxing. Uh, Mm -hmm. So knees and elbows to me are like, oh, brutal. I mean, I love them. I think they're amazing. But they make me think like, oh, serious, (laughs) serious shit is happening now because of this.
1: Of course. Yeah. Okay, That's really good to know about the Judas effect. And I will not make fun of it ever again. Oh, no, no. Um, I mean, like,
0: you're you're allowed it just, it just looked painful to me, for sure.
1: Okay, but I mean, I want to make fun of it from a place of intelligence, you know?
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's an informed, an informed making fun of,
1: which is yeah. good. It's good like, to have I wrote an entire article about Chris Jericho and, like, this gimmick for Chris Jericho and the Judas whole Judas thing and how much I love that song, uh and I'm very enthusiastic about it. Chris Jericho was the inaugural AEW uh, men's champion and immediately lost the title. Not in a match. He immediately misplaced the title at an Outback Steakhouse. Oh,
0: my God!
1: (laughs) And it was...
0: Okay, so did... Is there more story there? Like, did he eat so much steak that he had meat sweats, and he just like he's just like oh, I gotta go, and like just left it there at the Outback, like underneath a a, bla- a blooming onion? Was it under the blooming onion? Like, what's the? Did it go any further than that, or is it just left up to the imagination of all the things that could happen I at an Outback Steakhouse that we don't talk about outside of Outback?
1: What I believe happened is he went to Outback Steakhouse in his limo. <laughs> On the way to the airport, got a little <laughs> drunk and then oh, forgot the title. Uh, and then there, someone. Is there
0: like, an Outback drink? Is there like an it? Outback martini? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at the time, like.
1: He had <laughs> I'm done gonna this. let find
0: an Outback Steakhouse menu and see if there's like a great, stupidly named drink.
1: <laughs> at the time, he had done this like promo, this like offhand promo backstage immediately after winning. Uh, that went very viral because he referred to champagne as a little bit of the bubbly and it went so viral that he has now released his own champ, his own like sparkling white wine called okay. a little bit of the bubbly. Like it's like he d- is not one to leave a meme uncapitalized on.
0: Oh my God. They have chocolate thunder from down under is a dessert.
1: That's a terrible, wait, that's a dessert or a cocktail? It's a, It's a
0: dessert. It's a dessert. An extra generous pecan brownie. Sorry. That's how I say it. It might be weird. Uh, topped with rich vanilla ice cream, our warm chocolate sauce, chocolate shavings, and whipped cream.
1: That doesn't sound like, that just sounds like a brownie sundae.
0: It is. All right. And then we've got all these uh, other cuts. I did have to tell Outback Steakhouse uh, my location, I don't know that there are any in New York City. There's probably one in Queens. If there's one anywhere in New York, it's in Queens. Cause that's that's how it works. Alright, what's the lunch menu? What have we got? See the menu. Okay. I'm not seeing I mean what I really want here, what I genuinely would love to see. You know how like a lot of uh uh these types of restaurants, these franchise restaurants, have like a really greasy Truly, like a, a thousand people have touched it. Uh, the little sort of like spiral notebook of drinks,
1: of course. Yeah, and they the all drink all menu have like
0: 400 grams of sugar and, and not that much alcohol, but it's enough. And they all have like really goofy names. That's what I'm yeah. looking for here, but I, I'm not seeing it.
1: What the fuck, Outbacks? Because also, it. I just did just send you a uh, what happened after he lost the title which is a video of him in a hot tub, in a fedora and scarf, uh, (laughs) drinking champagne, launching an investigation into the Lost World Championship that he did genuinely lose. He actually did lose it. Wait, Um, this is
0: a real story?
1: That actually happened, yeah. But he's just like, he's so, his power, and the reason I I believe he's been able to stay relevant for so long, (sighs) is that when something is successful, he's able to capitalize on it immediately. And... (sighs) Does he beat the dead horse into the ground? Absolutely. But, like, he's able to find, he's he's really good, he's really funny, and he's able to hear these things that audiences respond to. Yeah. And adjust and be like, okay, the audience really liked this. I'm going to go really hard with this thing. Um, and he does that really intelligently this
0: is this is so good lb i love it so much i also just if i could just point out he's wearing both the fedora and also some kind of scarf and there is a pinwheel so then there's like you know beautiful looking in ground hot tub but just behind him is like a rainbow pinwheel on a manicured lawn and it just it's just selling this for me that that one little detail
1: <laughs> i the pinwheel is fantastic
0: oh, um
1: so good he is like He's really good at this, and he's I have some so issues good. with him. He like he has a podcast network where he uh, promotes. He's like very into like cryptozoology, fun conspiracy theory stuff, sure, sure, and ghosts. But he's not he's not the most critical thinker about like sure. what he gives a platform to. So he also gives platforms to like less benign conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Politically, I think he's not the best.
0: Um, sure. Sure.
1: But he's so fucking good at this that I just like I have to give it up for this man wearing a scarf and a fedora in a hot tub (laughs) with, you know, a Moet de Chandon. uh, Adjusting, you know, because one person clipped him saying, talking about champagne in a funny way. He now has made a ton of money off of canned sparkling white wine. (laughs)
0: Oh, you gotta respect that hustle. You've got to yeah. respect that hustle. Like the, and, like
1: he's uh, he's really good at this. Um yeah. he's great in the ring. His promos are I mean, this hot tub promo is so fucking good. I mean the fact that he's able he was able to spin, literally getting drunk at an Outback Steakhouse and losing the championship he had just won. That solidified the championship as something cool.
0: Yeah, truly.
1: Because he was the first champion ever. And it was it was him against this younger guy who was like, you know, a noob star they were building. And you're like, oh, you give the championship to this guy who's been in every a million companies. Like, is this how you're going to build it? Is this how you're going to establish it? And it's like, yes, no, that was absolutely the right thing to do. Establishing it with... It, it, they couldn't have planned anything better. If they had... Yeah. If it was fake and they had faked... Um, this outback. I mean, incident? they had a. I don't think they faked it though. Like they they had the police involved. It was incredible. Oh my god! Like the local police department accidentally tweeted out that they'd f- or like accidentally did like a press conference that they'd found it, and then they had to delete everything so that AEW could announce it. It was, it was a beautiful week in oh, my life.
0: Wow. Oh my god. Honestly, I think I this called it Judas day. week. LB, this has made my fucking day.
1: Uh, I I, I wrote an entire article about this experience. Uh, It's called what was it called? It was like How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Became Judas in My Mind, um, which is Judas in My Mind is like the lyric to the song Uh, which I feel weird being like plugging my own writing, but I'm really proud of it.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, Understanding the Painmaker, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Became Judas in My Mind um, from October. And like yeah, it's one of them things I'm most proud of that I've ever
0: done. Oh, honestly, this is this is a gem and a gift to humanity.
1: So Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, I don't want to be like read my article, but read my article.
0: Oh no, <laughs> want to know read how I article. feel?
1: If you want to know how I feel about Chris Jericho and like this whole vibe, I'm so passionate about it. Um, it just it works so well for me, and yeah, um, I'm a big fan. And I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy. I'm a big fan of what they did together. I'm a big fan of the ending being not, like, the cleanest. And also, like, Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Like, that's... Like, I think the story will continue, and I'm excited about that. Because I really like all of it. A lot.
0: So, yeah. I think it will. My one last note, if I may, is just that I loved, really loved how much... The other performers, the sort of performers who are being the crowd, build mm-hmm. up the space. Yeah, like, sonically, like they just did a great job. Like, woo, and like having the energy, and like they really made it work. It didn't feel weird that it was in a, a, a more empty arena because of that. Like they did a, a fabulous job with that. So I just wanted to give props to them as well for that.
1: No, so that you're. Cool. Uh, yeah, I wish they were. I wish they would wear masks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is of my course. thing. Um. Of Uh, yeah, that's, that's my main thing. I wish they would wear masks, but yeah, it, it, it really works. It really fills up the space. It makes it feel less weird than a lot of the empty arena stuff feels. Yeah. And they seem more genuinely invested than I'd say like the, the people in the WWE fake audiences feel. Um, Yeah.
0: They seemed like really into it, which was very fun. It it added that energy that, you know, maybe has been a little weird uh, in, in some of these matches. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh LB, do you want to talk about MMA?
1: I would love to talk about MMA. Let's do it.
0: All right. I'll I'll set it up uh briefly and then I want to ask you uh what you think about it. So, the reason I chose this match and this is a March 2019, so a little over a year ago, uh, uh matchup between Jorge Masvidal and Darren Till. And this happened in London. This happened, you know, in it Darren Till's had a lot of fans.
1: <laughs> yeah. at
0: this one. Uh both of them are Pretty big welterweights, so one one seventy, and uh, this was one of the kind of so Jorge Masvidal. We've seen him before. We watched the Baddest Motherfucker match, which was from later on that year, so you know uh, November twenty nineteen. Uh, on his, he was kind of on his way towards this like extremely exalted position that he's in now, basically.
1: Yeah, the bad. So he's been doing belt. this
0: forever. He's had a very long career. He is uh almost my age he's born the same year I was so he's still 35 right now but like a wily veteran been here forever he's been good forever but kind of like how we talked about Dustin Poirier last week where he's been good for a long time but like you know kind of had a year where it was like holy shit he just has run through a lot of people this is a little bit of that kind of same storyline and this is one of the places where it became really obvious to people that Jorge Masvidal was not just like oh, you know, it, it kind of an aging fighter, you know, mid-30s. Yeah. It was like, no, he's actually getting so much better at this point in his Which career. Which is so he's, cool. He's That's weight. so
1: cool to see when that happens. Yeah, I,
0: it makes it makes me happy, I will tell you that. <laughs> like, it makes me very happy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he came into this fight, and I believe this is a fight where Darren Till did have weight-cutting problems, so I will, I will say that. I'm pretty sure with this one, he had a rough cut he is a massive welterweight and i also believe now i'm i, I will we'll do darren till later so i don't want to go too far into it but i do believe he has since uh tried his hand at uh middleweight which is honestly a more natural place for him yeah he is he's huge
1: he did not he does not look a like a small boy. guy yeah he's is, he is a big big
0: boy uh and he's also very young still he's i think 25 he's still very very young so he has plenty of time Uh, Which is actually something that Jorge says in the post fight interview. Uh, He was very gracious about it. And, you know, oh, he's young. You know, he has so much time. Don't, you know, don't not be a fan of him, basically. Uh, But yeah, this is, again, like a fight that really kind of showed like, holy shit, Jorge is doing amazing. He followed this fight, uh, which is the second round knockout up with the fastest uh, knockout in all of UFC history, which is a five second fight against against Ben Askren he ran out from his corner flying knee Ben Askren in the face and knocked him out immediately uh that was what he followed this fight up with so it was this fight the flying knee in five seconds and then the baddest motherfucker belt so that's where Jorge
1: has been what a trajectory
0: I truly so this weekend Gilbert Burns got sick uh, which is very unfortunate and very shitty and not great. Uh, he got sick with COVID. He was supposed oh, no. to go up for the welterweight belt against Kamaru Usman, who we also saw recently yes. punching the shit out of Colby Covington. I love, you do love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, so obviously we, we love Kamaru uh, for what he has done. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Jorge here, this is kind of like a little bit of a fairy tale sort of thing. Here in terms of like, you know, this is a guy that people were not talking about being in the title picture for a long time. And even, even people were like, oh, the baddest motherfucker belt. Like, that's probably the belt he'll get kind of thing. Because, he's you know, he's 35, yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. Uh, so things kind of came together. Now, there was talk earlier on in the year of him going for, uh, I forget the exact machinations of it. So I'm not going to try to sort of muddle my way through it. But he actually asked for more money. He has been sort of a vocal uh, you know, proponent of, hey, fighters getting paid well. We do a dangerous yeah. sport. You need to pay us kind of thing, which has been yeah. really good. And now that he's he's got this star status, that carries a lot of weight, obviously. Uh, but on one week notice, he's going to be taking a title fight on Saturday. Uh, so dude sweet. has to drop 20 pounds in a week. Ah. <laughs> he doesn't have a training camp for this. So the odds are against him here he has to he has to take on Kamaru Usman who we've seen what he can do uh, Wait, dropping
1: 20 pounds in a week sounds like a terrible idea
0: not fun he's not he's probably not happy right now I if I could venture a guess he is probably not the happiest he's ever been at, at this very moment you know cutting weight in Abu Dhabi right
1: now. so no charming smiles right now
0: I'm sure he'll do the charming smile but there's probably a lot of pain behind it I would I would uh, venture a guess I'm frowning um, big He's probably like, yeah, this sucks. However, it sucks. the fact that he is getting a that's title crazy. shot is exciting.
1: Yeah, and that's is exciting. exciting. And what a matchup. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: This is the uh, first so, time, I think, in my like MMA watching history where like I hear about a potential matchup and I'm like, oh, I want to see that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Dream match. He is such a sharpshooter. Yeah. He is such a good boxer. Uh, And Kamaru is... Obviously, a great boxer, a great puncher, also insane with his takedowns. So, like, we've got a lot of good stuff going on. Now, actually, Jorge gets a few decent takedowns in this fight that we watched. He's an American top team guy, actually was previously teammates with Colby Covington, uh, which is a whole-ass thing. Um, But I don't think they like each other very much, uh, which is fine. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, this is a really fun fight. Uh, Jorge looks tiny. Compared yeah. to Darren Till in this, and he gets a very early knockdown. Like he gets knocked down very early in the first round. He, you know, and has previously, um, sort of sorry, not previously, way after the fight. Like very recently, has said like Darren Till is the hardest puncher that I have faced. He really surprised me, you know, in that in that moment. Ah, uh, so this was not like a, it things weren't necessarily looking great for Jorge. You know, the whole fight. It was a pretty tense. Uh, matchup, especially with that size difference and strength difference. But he gets the sneakiest over over left hand in the history of of left hands, <laughs> of so, like weird left hooks that sneak up and gets like a real, really like definitive knockout uh, yeah. of, of Darren Till here. So sorry, I have gone on forever. I, no, I want to no. hear your
1: thoughts here on the fight. That is great. Like, I... Okay, first of all, I loved the commentary in this fight. Yeah, it's really good. I really liked this, like these British commentators. Yeah, um, I also have to say, like, okay, no, he didn't. Like Masvidal didn't win in five seconds with a flying knee this time. Right. But you know what he did do within five seconds? He sure did accidentally kick somebody in the nuts, which nailed him in the balls. <laughs> is my favorite way anything can ever start. I laughed so much. <laughs> oh, it was that. Was like a, I'm too a primed shot. to pro wrestling. So where sure. like and also like come on I am 31 years old and uh and I'm an American who grew up with cable Yep. Uh, I watched so much Jackass when I was young. Sure. sure. So much. So like a nutshot to me is not only like it's like the peak of comedy, the peak of art, uh the peak of human expression. <laughs> so I you know you had to have me at the nutshot basically. <laughs>
0: I love his expression once he does it because he knows exactly what he did and he just kind of does like a, he kind of does a thing with his hands like, oh, sorry. Like, he he, like sheepishly bows. Yeah, my bad. Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) It's a real my bad moment. Like, it's going for your thigh, bro. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Sorry, bro. It's going for the thigh. (laughs) Oh, sorry, bro. Yeah, it's a a big one. I was delighted by that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it's, it's a big one. Yeah.
1: And, like, props for being able to, you know, just continue. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoy watching Masvidal. It's hard for me to concentrate on the, some of the fighting stuff, though, because I find him so charismatic. That, sure. like, I just want to be like, oh, he did a little smile again. Oh, I know. Like, look I at know. him go. <laughs> um, he
0: should probably be a movie star. Like, like honestly, he's... after all of this, he should probably be at least, like, an action TV star. Like, he deserves to be. He has such uh, presence. Yeah. You know, he and he's so good so on much the mic. presence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, again, I said this the last time we watched him. Like, if I was somebody who scouted UFC for people who might want to move to pro wrestling, he'd be at the top of my list. Oh, 100%. He'd be great. He'd be just a great pro wrestler, I think. Um, But, yeah, like, I guess those are my main things. And I feel bad for uh, what's British guy's name again? Till. Darren Till. Darren Till. Because he's just like not did not interest me at all. He's like clearly good at this.
0: Yeah, I think he had had, again, I think he had had a really bad cut yeah. and was maybe really just not in top four. And now, again, sorry, I don't want to speak out of turn here. I, I remember seeing some media about him having a very bad cut, so I don't want to say it was definitely this fight. I think it was this fight, but yeah. I could be wrong. So I just know that that has been something that really has fucked with him. He is so huge uh, yeah. for this that weight just, class. It does not He's seem like He's had fun. some real issues making the weight, which again, like, uh, I guess content warning for weight, but I, I hate the entire process of weight cutting. And I really wish there was just a better way of kind of just putting people of the right size together without making people do this. Like it, it sucks on a human level because people suffer and it's dangerous and you can die from it. And also like, that's number one, but number two, as always is like it's going to mean that some fighters are diminished. They're not Mm -hmm. at the peak of their athletic ability the day after they almost dehydrated themselves to death. Like, they're just not. Like, it's hard to recover from that so quickly. Uh, If you had a really bad cut, you might be in really rough... Like, I know you've had 24 hours at least, probably more because it's the morning before and then the night that you fight, but, like, if it was a bad enough cut, you really might not be recovered. You really might not be fully hydrated again or fully recovered from putting your body through that why i I always say things like this like oh if this is like nba players you're not getting them at the top of their game you're not getting the the best possible you know fighters so even from a pure shitty capitalist you know entertainment entertain us point of view
1: yeah like you are a a commodity and i want the best out of my commodity
0: like even from that point of view it sucks yeah so like I hate it because it's dangerous and sucks. And I also hate it because it's, like, these aren't our incredible stars, incredible talented athletes, like, at their best sometimes. And And it's
1: just bad for them in the long term.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's awful for you. It's just so bad. It's, like,
1: bad for your heart. It's bad for your metabolism. It's just bad (sighs) for you to do that.
0: Yeah, it's it's super bad. And, like, a lot of the time, these two people will be stepping in. Not always, obviously, but a lot of the time, these two people will be stepping in 20 pounds heavier, both of them the same fucking size. Yeah. Like, they probably were both around 190 when they stepped in here. Maybe, till, tail is definitely bigger, so yeah, maybe a little more, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times yeah. it'll be like, oh, okay, you know, we're bantam weights, so we cut down for 135, so we're at 135 for, you know, 10 minutes for weigh-ins, and then we both show up at 155, 160 the next How night and they're the same size. How do you cut
1: that much weight
0: you dehydrate your body
1: entirely. There's that much water in you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on your size. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, it's it's Alexander Volkanovsky, who, like... That's so
1: much water. Was a
0: rugby player who was, at, like, a big boy at rugby, and now he fights at 145, which is one of the, like... He was, like, well That's over small. 200. He was well over two hundred when he was playing rugby.
1: One forty-five uh, is a is an unthinkable height for a male rugby, or, or unthinkable weight for a male rugby player to me.
0: Yeah, he he cuts down to. You should see pictures of him doing rugby and then doing MMA. It's like utterly. I mean, I guess you're wild. the. Wait, isn't
1: there somebody in rugby where they like lift in the air? Think so. I, I remember that. I've only a ever seen bit of rugby
0: in college, but it was a while ago.
1: Yeah, like I've only ever seen rugby in college, hungover at rugby yep. games.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: And it was yeah. only women's rugby, obviously.
0: Same. I think we had the same experience watching rugby, actually. <laughs> Which is very good.
1: I mean, I was not uh, a rugby person, but, yeah, I was, you know, there were a lot of rugby people in my life. Yeah, A lot of women's rugby players in my college years.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen men's rugby.
1: I mean, I know it exists because... <laughs> They have the shirts,
0: pictures, but I've never like sat down and watched a men's rugby game.
1: I mean, why would I do that?
0: (laughs) Just to see uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. I guess that's the only reason anybody would. But yeah, just just (laughs) wild. Just absolutely wild. We're going to get so
1: much hate mail from men's rugby fans.
0: Honestly, how
1: dare you besmirch our beloved sport?
0: I mean, it's a cool sport. I'm not, like, pooping on it. I've just never seen
1: it. <laughs> Don't you have to, like, throw the ball backwards in rugby? Like, behind you? I,
0: honestly, I'm not sure.
1: I've Maybe? Like, here's what I know about rugby. Yeah. Is rugby girls are really good at beer pong. And they love they beer are. pong.
0: And they say things like, our drinking team has a rugby
1: problem. Oh, my God. They do say things like that. <laughs> a oh. lot.
0: <laughs> they say things like that a lot.
1: And they have sex with your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, I mean, really loud.
0: Oh, yeah. All the time.
1: Real. Even though, actually, uh, big shout out to Dana from the rugby team in college, who put all of the uh, compiled books of um, dikes to Watch Out For in the bathroom of my dorm.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So like everyone was reading these great comics on the
0: toilet, like oh, I love this all the so time. much. It, it was the
1: best, yeah. And so we like started like a comics like exchange in my dorm that was so much fun. And that's like that's how I that's how I read Love and Rockets and stuff. So Dana, oh, last name.
0: Thank you, Dana.
1: Yeah, you had the loudest sex, but I forgive you for our comics exchange.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you get your highs, you get your lows.
1: Exactly. You
0: know? She did some good. She did some bad. <laughs>
1: I think she works in finance now. Just um, that's what happens, I guess, when you go oh to a New England fancy school.
0: Oh my god, I love it! And then so you drop much.
1: out because you're sad, and also because uh, there was a major financial crash, and you could no longer afford to go there. I
0: mean, that's extremely fair. Yeah, it's extremely I mean, it's fair. It's cold
1: though. I don't want to live there.
0: Oh my god! Wait, like what general? Like New England? Just New uh, England?
1: Western Massachusetts, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That's where I went to college. Where'd you go to college? I mean, I went to uh, Western New England University. (laughs) It's okay. Nobody's heard of it. I went to Emerson for grad school. That's the one people have heard of. (laughs) It's just
1: so cold there.
0: Oh, it sure fucking is. And depressing. It's like... Yeah.
1: My thing that I say about New England is you can tell that every building was designed by somebody who had never jerked off.
0: Yes, I think you're right.
1: And it's just a bummer.
0: Yeah, New England is a weird place uh, for a lot of... So there are good things about New England. Great Uh, things. So much good Polish food. Holy shit. I think the salty people of New England, like true-ass fucking New Englanders, can be a lot of fun.
1: Very, Um, very fun.
0: But there's a lot of really rough things. I I mean, I'm from New England, so it's... Yeah.
1: I just think it has a depressing Puritan vibe. Um, oh, totally! But like, God, to live someplace with that many Polish restaurants again,
0: yeah. yeah. The amount
1: of pierogies in my life, too small. Uh, now, extremely fair. I don't well, know if there's still a lot of places, but anyway, sorry, I got real distracted no, no, thinking about pierogies.
0: There might be. I, uh, you shout know, shout out to pierogies. As as a as an Italian American, that's that's where my heart will lie is with the of Italian restaurants, uh, of which we have many incredible ones in new england actually uh no, oh yeah new york as well but yeah i grew up in rhode island where we have wonderful italian food so that part's <sighs> pretty good um oh god we're back we're back on the food we're you know back what it's time pasta. for lunch it's time for lunch it I is think it's time for lunch but LB. you know what i do
1: also just have to say like that chaotic left hand sorry back oh. to the fight like oh incredible first of all i didn't even see it happen like, I had to, like, oh, go back and be like, where did that happen? And, like, they show it from, like, a different angle, and I can't, you can kind of see it. Yeah, But, yeah, damn. He just nailed him.
0: It just comes out of nowhere.
1: It comes out of nowhere with his left hand. Just, bam. Right in the little face. Right in the big right British, in little face bland face. No offense. Sorry, sir, for calling your face <laughs> bland. It's not your fault. <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell Darren Tell you said <laughs> this about him. You sorry. know, because he's... He's clearly my best friend. I'm just going to call him up. I'm going to be like, no chips for you today, sir, because LB said your face was bland.
1: I mean, it's better and to have a bland face than a bad tasting face.
0: That's a good point. It's a very good point.
1: You can just add on to the face and then make it give it the flavor you want.
0: Yeah. yeah it's like go. a blank slate. Yeah. just adds It's some a seasoning. compliment, sir. <laughs> add some- it'll be fine <laughs> you know just put a little salt on there a little salt in the womb there that'll be good you'll love
1: it <laughs> i'm sorry oh well, no plan. i love it but he was i actually thirsty. love it. it's beautiful he was just hungry thirsty yeah I'm, i bet he's got I'm a great up. face most of the time I'm but yeah he got he too. got nailed right in that little face with that chaotic yeah. left hand, that commentary yeah. beautifully called a chaotic left hand. Oh, another good commentary, folding yeah. him like a deck chair. Love yeah. that.
0: <laughs> Love that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot. And I will say, Darren Till, uh, he did move back up to middleweight, uh, so okay. one eighty five. So a little, a little, a little bit better for him. No, you know what? Was it the Stephen Thompson fight where he missed weight? <laughs> I just know he has had issues at times. So again, I don't well, want to like, you He's know, big. He
1: shouldn't, I don't want, I just, I want everyone to be okay.
0: I agree. I agree. So his next fight happened in uh, November of, of last year. So 2019, and he did win and it was against uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, it was a split decision. It was a close and really good fight. Actually, we might watch that one someday. Uh, cool. But yeah, he did at least uh, move back to middleweight, which is a, a little more comfortable for him, I think, uh, for sure. So that is at least good. <laughs> But yeah, 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 well, yeah. we'll talk about Till again sometime. I think he uh, he will uh, one day uh, grace our podcast again. But here he really is uh, definitely uh, kind of uh, on our man, Jorge Masvidal's kind of win card a little bit. there. And Jorge will be fighting again in a couple days. Good luck to him uh, on Fight Island uh, on Fight Island. Yep. It's happening on Fight Island.
1: I'm against this. I'm against Fight Island. I gotta say.
0: Oh, it's, it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's a whole ass friggin thing is Fight Island. It's on Yas Island. It's Fight Island. I don't know how to feel about it. It is.
1: Yeah. Here's how I feel. I'm going to tell you how I feel. Please do. I would really like to like be a normal person in the world again. I would really enjoy that. Yeah. And I can't do that until some of this shit calms down. And True. the shit's not going to calm down if people stop, don't stop being dipshits. And I feel True. like Fight Island is some real dipshittery and encourages further dipshittery.
0: Yeah, I mean, so...
1: And I, I've seen there are safety precautions being taken.
0: There are, There are... My problem with it is actually more they're not doing good in the follow-up department. I think they've actually been much better than I expected them to be in the precaution department in, in terms of how often people are being tested you know just how much how much they're being isolated uh, et, cetera, et cetera. like the preparation stuff has been oh okay like they're, they're doing some good things and the way they were doing interviews was a lot better you know keeping everybody out of the ring you know the fighter in the Las Vegas arena anyway the fighter comes out of the ring they sit at a table and the interviewer is is far away. Like, nobody's anywhere near. So, like, yeah, okay, they're doing all right with that stuff. However, people still need to get paid if they were scheduled to a fight and then they get tested and it's positive. They still need to get paid either way. They need to get more testing when they come home. They need to have precautions in place for flying around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like, some of the prep has been all right, but they absolutely need much better follow-through on keeping people safe uh, with this stuff. Like, much better.
1: yeah yeah and also i just i do want to point out like i also am mad at wrestling for doing the same dumb shit and even doing it often even dumber and oh my god wwe still like is continuing to have people test positive for covid and they're not shutting shit down and they still have people without masks and i hate them yeah i hate them it's really rough i hate them it sucks it's
0: really it's really really rough i just
1: want to go hang out in the park again
0: yeah the park Parks might be okay depending on
1: my park is so full of people and none of them have masks on. Yep, (laughs) and they're all like sharing workout equipment.
0: Very uh, far away parks. We've been going to far away parks with masks and doggies, Um, and uh, people in New York have been. I mean, it depends where you are, but people here have been pretty decent about masks, which is good at least. Uh, But yeah, it's it's still a mess. It's still people here are over
1: it and they don't want to wear masks anymore and they don't care. Uh, That sucks a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's not great.
1: Nope. It's not great. I'm (sighs) mad. I miss doing things.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Me too. Me too. I miss my gym so much.
1: You know what? I still have (laughs) these birds building a nest outside my window. They're my buddies. Yeah. Uh,
0: Got that going for me. It's good to have buddies.
1: It is good to have buddies. I'm a fan. And, uh... You're my buddy.
0: You're my buddy, LB. Thank you for being my buddy.
1: Thank you for being my buddy. My combat thank sports you for buddy.
0: being a combat sports buddy.
1: <laughs> dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. You know what? One day I'll make a song for this. It'll I'll, be a
1: great song. That'll be beautiful. I can't wait.
0: It'll be a great song. And I'll sing it for you. My, my buddy in combat sports. I'm I'll so be, excited. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for thank being you. here.
0: Thank you for being a friend.
1: Thank <laughs> you for being a friend, Danielle. Always.
0: Uh, and listeners... Thank you, thank you for being here with us in these trying times that continue to be very trying. In these stupid times, warm, yeah. Thank thank you. In these hot stupid times. In these hot (laughs) stupid ass times. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. You know what we we (laughs) hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Thank you for taking it, and thank you to Jordan Mallory for producing this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. so much easier. It's not even funny. Thank you, Jordan. We love you very much, and we really appreciate the work you put into this. Uh, dear friends who are listening, please do rate and review our podcast because it helps us so very much. You wait, can wait, wait, to Danielle. Stuff. How many yeah? stars? How many? St- I think we're a five star podcast. I think
1: five, right? One, two, three, I think four, we're five. We're a five star
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think Let's you should rate a, us five stars. A star for every time I say five star podcast. So we're a five star podcast. Five star okay. podcast. Five star podcast. Five star podcast. podcast five star podcast
1: five star podcast i did it (laughs) you did it so yeah Uh, we asked five stars
0: yes please it really does help and you know what else helps uh if you want to listen to our other podcasts you can find them at fanbyte.com slash podcasts you can follow us on twitter at fanbyte media and fan fight f-a-n-f-y-t-e instagram at fanbyte tiktok and fanbyte of course on fanbyte.com you can watch all the good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte you can check out all the wrestling coverage at fanby.com wrestling. Uh, sorry, slash wrestling. There's a slash in there. You know there's a slash in there. LB, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter at hunktears, tweeting about various things.
0: Yeah. You have such good tweets, LB. <laughs>
1: Thank I love you. your tweets. I, I love truly love tweets. your tweets.
0: You have such good tweets. They make You're me so- very happy. Oh, thank
1: yeah. you. And yeah, uh, check out all the wrestling coverage on fanbite.com slash wrestling. Uh over the weekend, we had Emily Pratt, my yeah! dear wonderful friend, join the team. She is now covering New Japan for us. Um, very excited about that. The New Japan Cup is coming up. The finals are coming up this weekend, as well as Dominion. Very exciting, Ooh. big, big stuff. Um, so you can check out all her coverage of that. Uh AEW coverage. You can read all about the match we just talked about and all the other matches on that card. Uh, You can read about NXT. You can read features, all kinds of cool stuff. And it's all at fanbite.com slash wrestling.
0: Yeah. Sounds amazing. So do that. That sounds so good. LB, do you want to do a sound?
1: Oh, yeah. What sound should we do? What sound should we do? Should we we do do,
0: like an orange hitting a face?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All
0: right.
1: right. Three, two, one. Splat. Juicy! Oh no, I'm juicy. bleeding. Because I for some juice. reason it makes you bleed when you get hit by oranges. Ah.
0: LB, I have a joke for you. Are you okay, ready?
1: tell me the joke. All right.
0: What What did the orange say at the top of the hill? Uh, I don't know. I'm all out of juice.
1: And call, Bye. and call, and call. <laughs> 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 oh, no, it's very good. Thank you, Danielle, for that joke. <laughs>
0: Can I tell you a story about that joke? I promise it'll be short. Yes, you can. My sister, when she was five, we had like a local cable access TV channel. And she went there as a young Girl Scout. She was five years old. And they asked uh, the kids if they had any jokes. And uh, that was the joke that she told.
1: That's so cute. uh,
0: With Bozo the Clown. So Bozo the Clown, you know, comes up and he's like, who has a joke? And Celeste went up. My sister's name is Celeste. Great name. And uh, she was like, what do you say when... Yeah, the orange, what did they say when they got to the top of the hill? And Bozo the Clown was like, what did they say, Celeste? And she was like, I'm all out of juice. And then Speed Racer came on, because that was like the cartoon that came on after the local cable access uh, program for children. Great. And because Celeste told the joke, she was asked to uh, introduce the show. So <laughs> Celeste never watched Speed Racer before, and she forgot the name of the show. Uh, so she did her best. <laughs> and like Bozo was like, "What's my next Celeste And she was like, "Get ready for runway."
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: Bozo the Clown was cute. like, "That's right, Celeste. Speed Racer is next." And they cut to Speed Racer.
1: That's so cute.
0: That's what Great I have job, for Celeste. you, Celeste. <laughs> Thank you for letting me tell you that story. Now Thank you I for guess telling it's time. To, it's time to go.
1: It is. <laughs> Bye. Oh, uh, stay tuned for Speed Racer. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>